0: Welcome to the SEM Podcast. I'm your host today, Zach Hewlett, and today we're joined by the legend himself, the famous 50 Shent, Jonathan Shenton. (laughs) How are you, brother?
1: Yeah, great. Um, Really good to be uh, be on here. And um, yeah, it's been nice reminiscing about um, all those many years ago.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, I I mean, we didn't talk about it before, but have you been listening to the podcast and uh, catching up on some that you've been listening to?
1: Um, I've not listened too much to be completely honest here, with your Life has been um, very busy, but I've, I've listened to a few snippets of um, Elder Nettle Ships uh, and Elder Troteers. Okay. Um, and I plan to go back and listen to a few snippets of uh, my old companions, but For life sure. is very, very busy.
0: <laughs> no, the nice thing about these is they're not going anywhere. So ultimately, oh, exactly. uh, you know, when you find a, a moment of time You know, just plop it on and uh, enjoy. So where are you calling from tonight?
1: I'm in Leicester in England. um, So I've not ventured too far from where I was born. (laughs) Still in Leicester.
0: I love it. Okay. Well, just to remind you the format, we'll talk about everything, anticipation and uh, decision to go on a mission, then we'll skip over the mission portion, talk about life since, and then we'll go back through the mission. So you're up, Jonathan. Perfect.
1: So um yeah, I, I guess I'd always wanted to go on a mission. Um, obviously growing up in the church, so that had always been something that I'd wanted to do. Where it was difficult is that there'd been no one from my ward or no one that I really knew that had served a mission very recently. So I was kind of going in a little bit, didn't have any any experiences to compare it to, but it was always something I was gonna do. I was always been saving for it. Um I did try and Get my mission call after the World Cup, but uh, the Lord had <laughs> the Lord had other ideas, and uh, the the paper came papers came through really really quickly, and uh, yeah, um, World Cup was on on at the same time as my mission. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, what was your reaction when you, excuse me, learned that you were going to Scotland?
1: Um, it was a bit of a strange one because obviously I was I was somewhat disappointed in a way because i stayed in the uk but in a way i was i was a little bit relieved because i kind of knew the culture um so it 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 meant that it wasn't too much that i'd have to adjust to um because i didn't really know anyone else that had been on uh missions particularly um Mm -hmm. i was that that was a bit of relief that i was kind of close to home and um scotland's not really that different different from from england right or at least i didn't think it was (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i can understand that now timeline wise when did you get your call when did you enter the mtc
1: yeah so i, I sent off my papers uh, i think it was the right at the end of march and i got my call about two and a half to three weeks later okay. uh, and then i was in the mtc again another four weeks after that So it was very, very quick. Um, I entered the MTC in May 2006 um, and was there for two weeks and then straight out into the the mission field.
0: Love it. All right. Well, take us to May 2008 after the mission and uh, talk to us about life since being home from Scotland.
1: Yeah. I mean, life's been very, very good. I've been very, very blessed. Um, so May, 2008 came home, was a bit lost. I remember kind of having my missionary planner, um, and sitting at home and kind of planning out how long it was going to take me to watch a DVD, um, (laughs) (laughs) and and, and just really struggled to get back into the, um, into the swing of things. But then, then I got a job, um, went to university and, and, and life became a lot easier, um, about, I think I'd been home only about three months and I went to um, EFY as a counsellor. Um, mm-hmm. Typical Mormon thing. Um, met, met my wife. Uh, we got married about uh, a year later. So, um, yeah, and then we've been married now for four... So I should get this right, sure will listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, 2009, so, uh, yeah, coming up on 14 years. Awesome. Um, so then we we've got five children. Okay. Nice. So we, um, ironically, we, 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 we struggled to have children. Um, so we've adopted, we adopted five. So I have, um, eight year old triplets and I have two year old twins. So yeah, they keep, keep me very, very busy. (laughs) And did you say you adopted all of them? Yeah, we adopted them. So we adopted, we adopted the triplets. That was all, I guess, part of the plan we were plan to adopt two children, but then they offered us three. So we said, why not? More the merrier. <laughs> um, so we got, we got three wow. boys. we got no- Noah, Isaac, and Theo. Um, and then the twins were a bit more of a surprise. We got a call from social services um, over here in England. And they said that the, the same parents as the triplets, uh, the triplets' parents, were having, uh, having two more. They were having oh, twins. Boy goodness yeah um and and they were giving birth to them tomorrow so we had like one day's notice that was oh my that gosh was, <laughs> that was pretty mad. <laughs> so yeah they're, now, so they're
0: all siblings then
1: all siblings yeah and all, all five boys i got five five boys
0: oh my gosh well so, yeah. are they are they all as mad about football as you are then leicester city <laughs> all day
1: yeah, so I'm not. We don't want to talk about Leicester City too much at the moment because they're not doing particularly well. Um, <laughs> but yes, they are. They're all 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 very into football. Um, so actually, Leicester are meant playing right now. So I'm I'm really
0: sacrificing for you. <laughs> hey, Liverpool's playing right now too. So I get you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: what else has gone on? So yeah, other things is um, went to university, graduated university, and I, I work in finance with a financial advisor. That's that's a great career. It's really flexible, um, allows me to kind of spend more time with the family. Um, and it's just the same as all of us trying to balance church life, work life, family life, no. and uh, try not to fail too badly at any of them.
0: <laughs> no, that's great. Man, good for you. That's to, to get a phone call and say, hey, there's two more kids that need you. <laughs> I don't know if i mean i wouldn't be ready for that at least maybe not mentally physically i could get prepared but man good for you and good for your wife that's amazing it's been a blessing i wouldn't have it any other way that's awesome all right well take us back to the mtc in may 2006 you can start there in your experience and then just kind of go through your companions areas you served in and your memories from scotland perfect
1: yeah so um mtc um, I think the uh, MTC president must have had quite a sense of humour because my mission companion was um, Elder Fenton. So we had Fenton and Shenton. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I had quite a unique name, so we'll be able to find anything to rhyme, but um, he managed it. Um, That's good. <laughs> and Fenton was, was great. Really, really nice, laid-back guy from um, Alaska. Um, we got on really really well it was, it was just so easy to to get on with um had a good group uh in, in our room we had kind of elder frayner elder black um myself and fenton and then yeah uh, there's old goodwin ray coford cassiday and sister georgieva and um yeah it was it was brilliant Lo- love the mtc um i was glad it was only 13 days because you, you just want to get out and do some proper missionary work yeah um the one thing i do remember from the mtc is we went out um doing the this um the chapping or in england it's just door knocking right um and me and fenton we knocked about three doors and on the third door we got let in bought a first lesson made commitments to come to church and everything and, and we were both just looking at each other thinking well oh, this mystery works easy it's like <laughs> not the, what that was our experience. We we knocked, I think it was the third door. We got in, taught a full lesson, commitments, came back. A lot of the other American guys, went, oh, everyone hates me. I thought everyone loved Americans. Oh, what's happening? Um, and, and and that was, I think, until my final area, Edinburgh. That was the only time I'd got into a door on my whole mission. Was in
0: no, area. seriously?
1: Yeah. Um, oh, I, 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 I taught discussions on the doorstep, but no one actually physically invited me in like that. So, yeah, MTC was was great, but I was I was one that I was just glad to be be done with it and um and uh yeah, he- heading into the mission field. Yeah. So um I remember going up to uh, the mission home, um and then um it was President Greens at the time. So it was President Greens, but he I think he went home like like two or three weeks after I'd been in the mission field.
0: Yeah, I think that's about right.
1: So it was really strange because I remember the first i I'm, I'm jumping back and forth, but I remember my first own conference, the greens are standing up there, they' everyone's singing, God be with you, two them meet again, and everyone's bawling their eyes out in tears, and I'm just like, i don't really i don't really, I don't really care <laughs> I've got, i mean they're they're really nice, but I've had like a a kind of two minute conversation, and then it was like a uh, pie and a uh, and bye type of thing. Right. Uh, but I could I, I could tell by all the missionaries around me how great they were because everyone was just um, just loved them and only ever had positive things uh, about them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So um, got to the MTC, uh, got to the missionary rather, and um, met up with my trainer, and that was Elder Martin. Um, and then we got on the train and headed headed up to Elgin, um, and I absolutely loved Elgin. I know. Um, Elder Martin didn't, he he was quite, he was quite, quite clear when we were serving together. But, um, (laughs) uh, it it was just a fantastic area, really good, uh, branch, some really nice members, um, picturesque. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love the area really got on well with Elder Martin. Um, I think it was quite easy. It was a really easy start to my mission because we're both English. Both had lots of similar experiences, similar backgrounds. Um, it, it was just easy to make conversations. So on a personal level, it was the easiest start I could have. So I mentioned it. just felt like kind of walking around with your mate. Um Yeah. So yeah, it was it was great. We had one investigator who we were teaching, um, who who we baptized who was a young lady who was probably a similar age to ourselves. Um, we were around there like all the time <laughs> definitely daily contact put it that way mm-hmm. um so her name was emma um we're around there so much that i remember one embarrassing story was so she had she had a little daughter called i think her name was lily um and she's sp- I, I believe that it was her boyfriend at the time had met with the missionaries and invited them over as a joke he wasn't in when they came over mm-hmm um they started teaching Emma and then as she learned a bit more about the gospel she kind of kicked him into touch Wow. Um, so yeah it's a bit a bit that, i might be telling it wrong but that's how i remember it at least um so we were we were teaching Emma um and then her ex boyfriend uh, was over there who was who was the dad of Lily and i remember saying to um saying to, him, oh, yeah. saying to Lily oh go, go go to your dad and um she thought walking over to me and I was just like, "Oh, I don't know, I'm, I'm not your daddy." Kind of walk away, but that that kind of gives an idea of the the, the relationship we had, and we really, really worked worked hard on um, getting Emma baptized. Yeah. Um, oh wow. The other thing I remember about that first transfer, um, well, there's, there's a couple of things. I remember that the baptism font at Elgin was one of those ones that was under the floorboards. Right so we kind of we spent a good couple of hours cleaning it and there was all kinds of things living living in there because it just <laughs> wasn't used very often <laughs> um so, so that was an experience it's like right in the middle of the um well they only had one one room so you'd pull up the the floorboards and just cleaned it out and uh, wow yeah that was that was great um also i, I remember elder martin's driving was something that um was to behold, should shall we say. Um, I think he thought he was like a rally driver. So he was just be bombing around all over the place. I, I remember one time we were we were out in the countryside and he managed to take a pigeon out mid-flight. No so way. Quite, quite impressive, <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it hadn't died. So we checked and it hadn't died. So we, we reversed and made sure just to, to do the good Christian thing and put it out of its misery. But yeah, no, it, it was, it was, um, it was really good times with Odo Martin. Really enjoyed that that first um, first six weeks. It was also it was um it was the World Cup, so it was nice to be serving with another Englishman. So, um, we could we could bask in the glory until England did the usual of getting knocked out in the quarterfinals or whatever it was.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know about your experience, but man, I was in Hamilton during the World Cup that year, and I was just like, every everyone said, don't go out. Just And and I remember walking by by pubs and being like, don't let anybody see me. Like, that's the last thing is I need some drunken maniac to come out celebrating or something and beat the tar out of us, you know. But, you know, it was a unique experience to be in the UK during the World Cup because it's such a fantastic event that takes place every four years. So, uh, yeah, pretty crazy. We we, we were quite lucky because in Elgin, there's a lot of RAF personnel
1: so next to our flat was all these big RF dudes who um we talked to quite regularly and they'd say oh if any of these scottish people give you any trouble just just let us know type of thing (laughs) you you felt quite um quite protected so that was
0: that was good yeah that's amazing
1: then then after elder martin i got um elder howard jason howard that's right Jason. Yeah, I mean, what a guy, what a lovely, lovely man um, Elder Howard was. So initially, I wasn't, what should we say, I wasn't super excited to be surfing with Elder Howard. Um, when, I, when I first met him, him and Elder Martin were kind of polar opposites. Right. So When we, when, when we would start conversations, we, we'd realise that we had very, very little in common. So um, our conversations ended up centering all about missionary questions. <laughs> Cause, 'Cause we had nothing <laughs> else to talk about. Um but it it, it made for a, a fantastic companionship. I I would say that that I served out a house for three months and in that three months was the most kind of personal growth I had in my mission. And it was all it we we got on and we got on really well. But I was I think there was a lot of growing up in me that was done in that period. Mm-hmm. Um I I learned to kind of work, he was someone I wouldn't have naturally, um, been friends with back home, Mm -hmm. um, but as a result of serving him, serving with him for three months, I'd count him as one of my best friends in the mission. Um, the great thing with old Howard was, I think he'd come, I think I remember him saying that he'd served with someone previously who'd, who'd gone home. And It was really hard because he'd been stuck in the flat and he wanted wanting to wanted to get out and hmm. and um and, and just do some missionary work so he was he was fired up I was a greenie we were both really pumped up to to get going and um we were unaware that Elgin was hard for missionary work, so we just kind of just just got on with it um and those three weeks were brilliant um three months rather um I think the Elgin area. Um, member list had only about four pages so it's the smallest member list I've ever seen so we we'd at least spoken to everyone on that list at least twice in those three months and you got to the point where you were walking down the high street and and people knew you already because you'd spoken to them yeah Um, but we we were really lucky and blessed because um through that time we had um a couple of families that started coming back to church um, I think it was two families that had moved in from other areas, um, and then we were, we we got a few referrals, started teaching quite a few people, um, and, and the sacrament attendance kind of had gone from mid twenties to like mid forties in oh, that period. Amazing. So it was it was it was brilliant to behold. So I'd hear all these bishops, oh Elgin's hard, Elgin's, and I was thinking, no, it's not Elgin's. Elgin's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was fantastic. We had um we had an old Lord Mission leader who was oh, he's got to be dead now but he was in his he was in his nineties then and he was still working as a cleaner wow um and he would he he I remember him coming out on teachers with us and his wife had to tell his like, stop taking him out because he's he's not able to come to church because you because you're wearing him out too much <laughs> but he, he would he he just um he just do anything for you um he was great um there's a lady called kathy smith uh so we worked with her her, her family they all started coming back to church there's just so many good families the stewart's uh janet ware um really 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 liked like that quarter. to the extent that when i was when i was moving i was i was physically gutted i, I, I really didn't want to leave actually yeah. that's where we first you were you were my zone leader, weren't you?
0: i was your zone leader yeah, then yeah, yeah that's right, right. No, we I had a lot remember. of fun. You guys were on fire. It was amazing just to see everything that kind of rekindled in that area. I mean, you you and Alistair really set the the tone, and then when you and Jason got together, it was just like an explosion of things that were taking place there. It was really fun to see you. That was it. Was great.
1: I, I do remember Aberdeen actually, because I remember coming on exchanges, and it was so different to Elgin. I was like, wow, there's <laughs> actually there's actually people to talk to here, and uh, I, I remember wanted to stop people because I was thinking, oh, someone's just walked past me. It's not, not a sheep type of thing. So. Yeah. And that was, <laughs> it was, it was good time. Oh,
0: man, yes.
1: yeah. So, yeah, Elgin was brilliant. Um, I think I ended up coming back for a couple of baptisms as well. Ironically, when, one cool thing about Elgin is I found out that after, so my brother served in Scotland about three months after I did. And oh, is I that came, right? Yeah, so that was quite quite cool. What's your brother's it's, name? Oliver. Oliver, okay. Yeah, so I came to pick him up from his mission. Um, and some random mission. I don't know what his name is. Um, I think he was one of the only sort of assistants at the time. He came up to me, he's like, Oh De Shenton. how are you doing? I was like, Oh, yeah, great, nice, nice to meet you. Who are you type thing. Um, and he was telling me that he served in Elgin about four years later. And they had um had a couple that came to church just randomly out of the blue and pretty much just tell her that they wanted to get baptized. They said, Oh, we've we've had all the lessons Elder Shenton and Elder Howard taught me um years oh ago. Um and they just turned up and he said, I've got to Elgin, I was quite early on my mission and I just thought, Wow, this is great, missionary work is, is so easy.
0: <laughs> wow. Did he remember the name of who it was? Or yeah, least- He did. It was um it was uh, I knew them as well, so it was a couple that
1: would, uh, the Johnsons had introduced to us who we were teaching for ages in in the middle of the Cango Mountain Rage. It was um and you and Tate. Um, yeah. yeah, so they, they they got baptized about must be about four years after I was serving there, three or four years.
0: Man, that's such a cool story. <laughs> Cause oftentimes yeah. you leave and you don't know what the heck happens to no, the exactly. people you taught later on, unless they had joined the church, right? but right. exactly
1: yeah and i told i told howard and he was made up because i think I, I believe that before Elgin, he, he baptized one one old lady in Invergordon, yeah. um and he was really 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 trying he's like i gotta get him to go. and i think we baptized we baptized one other lady and it's just literally after he'd gone home but we we taught uh i think her name was jeanette um okay. but it was it was nice to tell him um and, and see him just the excitement um that he another, another couple of people who he taught it that mm,
0: that's so cool i I, lo- I love those types of stories there's nothing better no, exactly. cool. and, and, and howard I can't speak highly enough for the guy
1: he, he's someone who'd be great to get on here because um he's just really nice nice man and interesting character really.
0: do you still have um, t- uh, uh contact with jason
1: I speak to him on Facebook kind of every three or four years or something like that. Sure. Um, so I haven't spoken to him for a while, but he's on Facebook. Um, he's got a couple of kids. He, he's, he was doing well last time I spoke to him, but yeah, he, he would be someone who would be be worth getting on.
0: He's someone that I would love to have on because I don't know – I can't remember where I was early in my mission that I spent time around him, but like I was around him quite a bit yeah. and I don't know. I remember when I first met him, um, Simon drew had, had given him the name of Tim because of Tim Howard. So yeah, yeah. Every, everybody just called him Tim. And I was like, I didn't quite understand it yet. Cause I hadn't gotten into English football yet. And I was like, Tim. And then someone eventually explained it to me, but like, that's always stuck in my mind. Like I see him, I see pictures of him and I'm like, "Hey, it's Tim. I mean, Jason." <laughs> but yeah, I would love to have him on. He was he was one of my favorite uh missionaries in Scotland and just such a genuine person. Oh yeah, that yeah. Absolutely loved you, loved the people around you. Just wanted to be part of part of uh all the great things that were going on in the mission. So I will definitely get in touch with Jason for sure. Abs- absolutely. I'd I'd love I'd love to hear from him. Um because yeah, he taught me so
1: much in that in that period of time. Just what what a guy. Love it. Um so yeah, I was almost in tears leaving Howard and Elgin and then I went to um and I went to Aloha. Okay. Um, which was great again. So I went with um Travis Trotier, um, who who you had on the podcast. Yeah. Um before, and, and again really really nice man really nice guy um i found it was quite a difficult transfer for be the first one with with uh without a throat not on a personal level because we got on fantastically um but he wasn't he wasn't very well so he he worked he worked um sorry about that
0: um, he
1: worked as, as hard as he could um and he did, he worked he worked really hard. But um you could tell there was there was a time when his IBS was really flaring up and um yeah, it was I think he went to the office after he served with me because um I think the health was getting a bit a bit too much for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we had a great time. Um when we got to the area I remember we we, we whitewashed in. Um we got to the flat and it was an absolute state it was just disgusting
0: oh no um yeah do you want to call just... out the missionaries who were there before you to, to tell oh, yeah, them that was... they should, should clean it up after themselves it was it was
1: framer and ray so i knew them quite well they're both
0: of <laughs> my mtc group
2: um
1: Jeez, so I, I, they, they, I think they left me a box of pringles with like one pringle in it of like there you go Elder shenson we've left you some food type of thing um, oh my gosh so, so <laughs> we spent the first day kind of cleaning it up, getting some food, getting used to the area. Um, but, but again, what a, what a ward. Um, other good things about Allah is you had, um, I think you had a, they were able to have a sleepover every Saturday evening because at the time the the elders from Sterling couldn't get to church on time because of public transport. So what was nice is Elder Fenton, my MTC companion, was serving in Sterling at the time with Elder Janssen. Okay, yeah. So we'd we'd have those guys come over on um Saturday and that was always always fun and games. It was um it was good times. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um spent they're both both great company. Trotier was again great company, really, really just just very chilled very laid back just just nice 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 guy um and Fenton, obviously I got a got on great with um yeah it was it was good we um we were teaching uh a young a young guy called um jordan um who, who baptized um and he was he was someone who was it was really good to see his progress, but I think originally he kind of used to play football. He liked me because I was one of the better missionaries at football. It was like, "Oh, Shenton, yeah, he did this pass with the ball and I scored." So that was that was quite cool. We had quite a, a good relationship, and he was the first person that I physically physically baptized on my mission. So that's cool. That that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so with with Trotier, it was. It, it, as I say, it got on really well. I, I listened to the bit about um, my nickname, Fifty Shen. So I, I, was think, I was thinking back and that's the that's the only bit of preparation I did for this. I looked through my journals to try and find out what i written about that. <laughs> um, and because not much was happening in the area, um, we were coming up with all these ideas. It was just the start of President Frederick talking about loving the members and going out and doing this, that and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and Till was like, oh, me and me and my old companion. We did this rapping. I think it was Kilmarnock or whatever you said it before. And I said to him, I, said, I was like, Tro, I was like, you can't tell me anything about rapping. I'm, I am fifty shen. It's like you, you and your, you and your amateurs stick with <laughs> stick with a Kilmarnock thing. But I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll show you how to do it. So obviously that that must have stuck, and um, it was a school nickname that I had from about the age of fourteen upwards. Nice. So uh, yeah, that no, was it. Was a uh, it was good. Um, yeah, I was I was kind of s- sad to see tropes here go, but then I was kind of relieved in a way that he was going to the office because he was in a real predicament that you could see. He really wanted to push himself, but when he pushed himself, he wouldn't. He would. He would be unwell. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember one time we were we were kind of at a teaching appointment. We came out and we were waiting for the last bus. And he was saying to oh, me, Oh, my stomach. Oh. And he went into the the woods um to do some business, I believe. Um and the last bus came and I was just like, I was like, try, try it. The, the bus is here, the bus is here, you've got to come. And he's like, Oh man, oh man. Um, oh, and I said, oh, well, I was like, well, I'm getting on it either way. So, <laughs> so So he got on the bus and you could and you could see it just oh I just felt they looked looked terrible. So um we got home and I didn't really say anything about it and went to bed that night. But it, it was only <laughs> about a couple of days later that I think he ended up going into the mission home and that was I think a relief for for him because he could kind of do things at a slower pace. Um yeah. it was with Elder Money, who was one of my one of my best mates in the mission. Absolutely loved the guy. I know you're gonna get a lot of people on here that probably won't think the same thing. But he was he was one that if Trope didn't want to do mystery work, they'd kind of take it at a, a leisurely pace, shall we say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, it, it, were, it I'm guessing it would have worked because he could get the bits that he did, but also sort himself out so he could get, get firing again. Yeah. Um, then I went to Elder Smith, Garrett Smith. Yeah. From Idaho. Um, he was he was a fantastic missionary, and um, really, really liked Elder Smith. Um, so he came in. Um, I think, I think it was myself and Smith were there when Jordan got baptized. Um, but we, me and Troteer, built up a little bit. But I was still quite. I think I was still quite an ineffective missionary, to be honest with you. I was one of these that had all the greeny fire. Um, I was quite bumped up. I worked really hard, but maybe didn't work as smart as I, I did later on in my mission and, and Smith was a bit a bit more cute, a bit more experienced, a bit smarter than I was. So I learned a lot from him in terms of how to be a more effective missionary. Um he was very good at member work. I remember whenever we go to like members' houses or or uh people with less active he'd always be asking, oh do you know anyone? Always asking for referrals. Um, very personable. Um, we got on. We got on really well. Um, but again, that was only. It was only six weeks. Um, we I, I think we spent Christmas together as well. Um, so yeah, it was Christmas together. We still had the, the sleepovers. I think it was still Yanton and then it was Elder Ashton. Um, yeah. Think think that might have been his greeny area. Um, so yeah, Elder Ashton, great. R- great guy um really just laid back very funny um funny chap um so so yeah we really enjoyed s- the four of us serving in that ward at that time had a lot of a lot of fun times Alawas award is fantastic um just loads and loads of good families so you were always fed very well always looked after always had people coming out teaching with you um so that was that was great um, got to play football every Saturday. It was good, good game. <laughs> Sleep That's is most important, night. right there. Absolutely, keep keeping us fit. <laughs> um, so yeah, loved loved it. Um, oh, yeah, anything else? I haven't written many notes. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that me and Smith got up to that was particularly particularly noteworthy. We had a lot of banter back and forth. I, I seem to remember me and Smith kind of English american thing. Um, <laughs> We all but did was, when we had yeah. when
0: we had companions from for myself the UK and vice versa. So I, I can understand that.
1: Yeah, I mean it's all all in good all in good humour. But he, he's another one who'd be really interesting to to get on. Um, yeah, I, I don't actually keep in contact with Elder Smith, which I, I regret. I probably should should reach out to him because it was someone who I I got on very well with. Um, but he he was a very good missionary. and Someone who'd be definitely good to get on there. On the podcast yeah we'll, um, we'll track them down perfect then I went to Pollock with Elder Nettleship so uh, I, have a, I have a tendency that when I leave an area I was I'm really disappointed and I, I remember getting the call to go to Pollock and this was just after I believe I believe just outside the flat the moves before that someone had been stabbed in the neck or some, something had happened outside the Pollock flat. Um so I was I was thinking flipping I've been to Elgin where no one does anything. I've been to Aloe's that's really tame. And I was thinking flipping at Pollock what 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 what's what's this all about? So I'm 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 petrified. I'm thinking oh no um so I went it's just every day up. in Glasgow. Every day in Glasgow exactly <laughs> so I was so I was actually made so I went with Elder Nettleship who, who was great, got on really well and I was made district leader as well so it's quite a bit, I was thinking I've got an area where I'm scared that I'm going to get beaten up. Um, I'm a district leader and I was thinking I- I'm not ready for this type of thing um, <laughs> and and then and then Pollock as a, as a ward was really small so it's the first kind of it was probably a similar site to Elgin, but it just felt so much smaller.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, Because you're in a huge city.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you had a a massive city. It's all built up, but there's, there's barely anyone at church. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did find that really difficult. We got the area. There was, there's nothing really happening throughout the district. There was nothing really happening. (laughs) But I'd gone from areas where stuff was always going on. And I'm here like, I was like what, what what's going on guys what um so as I say, Nettleship was great. i think he'd been there six weeks prior, so we he just started doing the getting the member work up and running, so we'd go and see a, a good group of members getting a few referrals um we started teaching uh a young a young man who was about thirteen um who was a referral. I think he ended up getting baptized from from what I gather, so he was he was quite cool. We spent a lot of the moves looking for a flat um because i believe that just before i got there they'd been they'd said that they didn't want to renew the flat and we'd kind of been given notice and had to get out so we spent a, a, there wasn't you thinking that area there'd be flats all over the place but there wasn't so we were doing a lot of a lot of looking for that and um yeah but we had the district was really good as well. So we had um Elder Lynch and Elder Will Coxon in uh, Paisley. They were both great, great guys, really, really Yeah. Uh, really fun. Uh, we had the senior sisters, so Sister Siegmiller and sister Lion, who I knew very well from the Highlands originally. So yeah. fantastic. I was really pleased with that. They'd always mother you look after you. Mm-hmm. Just two really, really kind uh, ladies. And then we had Elder Tomlinson and Elder Lukes over in Greenock at the time. Um, and mm. I liked both of them. I didn't I didn't know Lukes very well at all before that. Um, and he was one that I didn't really get to know until I went on exchanges, but very, very funny, very, very interesting guy. So enjoyed spending time with him. Um, I remember in that transfer, I think I went on exchanges with elder luke's and um we we went to see this chap and uh got locked he wouldn't let us out of his house oh that, that was a bit a bit scary and he was kind of like um i'm not letting you out until you give me one of your um Mormon blessing things so i was like <laughs> i was like okay yeah fine i'll i'll give you a blessing just let me out of that stuff. <laughs> that's not so, the
0: way to ask for a blessing but you know no. goodness so I remember that
1: um, we did. Um, it was a bit strange because we were all trying to do member work, but the areas were, were very difficult to do member work in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a, We did a lot of door knocking and stuff, and probably the most door knocking I did on my mission in in Pollock. Um, I remember we did a thing where we tried to get the whole district tour together just to break it up and be a bit bit more fun and um, and knock doors. But again, we didn't really it's not very effective so we didn't really get much success just a lot of uh, a lot of abuse um (laughs) that was my first experience of zone football as well i remember i remember that well because it was uh it's probably the only time that i remember that it was so one-sided that they had to just call it off and um and kind of split the teams up because the paisley zone was absolutely stacked and the glasgow zone was full of like brand new american greenies with two left feet. So
2: it,
1: it was carnage. I think we had like obviously Lynch and Wilcoxon, who were like the best two Americans. All right, um, Ford, Martin Briggs, loads of people who were fairly competent uh, footballers, and it it was something like seven or eight nil after about five minutes, and it, we just kind of it, it wasn't fun. <laughs> to, to the to the extent in my next transfer, we we tried to get them uh, get it done again in, in the Glasgow zone would just say no we're not we're not doing it we just don't don't want my embarrassment we don't we don't like football (laughs) Um, goodness so that that was that was Pollock um I've got to admit that was the first time I was not disappointed to be moving when the musical call came um (laughs) but net nettleship um great guy great companion really really enjoyed serving with him again it was it was easy He was english we had a lot of things in common conversation always flowed um yeah it was just very easy and i think when i left he became district leader then i moved to irving with uh elder kilgore
2: oh, nice. um,
1: yeah and what what a fantastic missionary uh elder kilgore was he was know about Kilgore very well did you ever serve around
0: him I did I was around him quite a bit when he was in Dundee so I do know Colin quite a bit he's awesome again he'd be someone I'd love to hear from um it'd be really good to get on on the podcast
1: he he was another one that taught me so so much he he was one of these that he's just a clever chap he's a good thinker so Whenever you were coming up with, as his so whenever you were coming up with skills and stuff, he'd always have ideas, um, and you could just bounce off each other and, and come up with really good, um, good plans and and opportunities. I remember he came up with these um, kind of this, the seven ways you can close deals. So he's looking like sales books, um, and cool. we were wow. kind of applying that to um, scheduling people for baptism. Yeah, so did this whole thing about that, and that was that was really enlightening, and it, it was useful even in my life after my after my mission. Um, so he was he was really good, and the area, I mean, I think went I went from, I don't, I don't want to do Pollock down because there was <laughs> some there, there was some really nice families in Pollock, the Bryce's, the McKechnies, really really good people, but I went from an area that was really difficult to one that was like. Wow, this missionary work has never been so easy. Um, so I think Martin and McConkie had been there for something like six, seven and a half months or something, and spent the whole time kind of just getting member work going. So they've got um, pretty much all the young men were called as um, ward missionaries. Um, as missionaries, you were invited to go to youth every single Sunday. Um, they got kind of these these youth that wanted to come out all the time uh, to teach with you. Um, so it, it was just set up. Um, so when when I got there, I think they just had a baptism, and they they weren't teaching loads of people, but they were doing lots of youth family home evenings. Mm-hmm. So the we were just getting to the stage where the youth were starting to say, oh, "I've got a friend. I've got a friend. I've got a friend." So I'm literally walking in, and you're just picking up referrals left, right, and centre. And you think, "Wow, this is this is great." Um, So, yeah, we we spent a lot of time with um, the the Jack and Luke Wild, who were I think 15, 16 at the time. Uh, Another lad called Josh Ferguson, Rob Yates. All of these were like preparing to go on missions. Really good guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And we ended up most evenings we would split, so it'd be Hilgore and Luke, myself and Jack, or, or whatever way around it was, and we'd go and do a family home evening. So them two would go and teach with a group of youth. We'd go and teach with another um, investigator couple, um, and then you'd meet back. So you, you were getting joint teachers. That one's business. You were getting referrals all the time, and it was just brilliant, so efficient, so easy. Um, it was. They'd be playing. They'd, they'd be saying, "Oh, I've got this friend who likes basketball." And we say, oh, "Okay, that's great. Let's go and play basketball." Well, I'll, let, I'll let Kilgore take the lead on that because I suck at basketball, and
2: <laughs> he's, he's he's
1: pretty good. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, you, you'd, you'd be just doing things things like that all the time, and it was um, it was brilliant. Really, really fantastic time. I think we had like six or seven seven baptisms. Um, wow we it was it was it was an insane time and what was even better is all of the people getting baptized were being baptized by other youth young men oh man that's um, the best so yeah it was it, it was great we taught um we thought a, a young a young girl she's not very her name's uh, linda um so she was referred to referred to us from another friend and we went and taught her that was really quite nice seeing her progress um we taught another young lad called logan who was the grandson of uh, a member we had dinner with um every every sunday um and it was quite cool just seeing the the change a lot of them it was more kind of you'd say like with logan said oh we play football every saturday morning do you want to come along um yeah, that'd be great. So then he meets the other young man, he starts going to youth on Tuesday, starts wanting to come to church on Sunday. Um and then, yeah, before you know it, he's baptised. Um and, and that was kind of how that area went. You had invite them to an activity with other youth who were their friends, have the social conversion, start teaching them, um, then have the spiritual conversion, and you'd have a ready built built um friendship group. So yeah, it was, it was such a good time, such a good time, I should. Hmm. um, so I was with Kilgore for two transfers, um, we just clicked, um, we got on great, it was one of those companions that we each would know what each other were doing, um, when you were, when you were teaching, it just, it just flowed, um, we kind of thought the same way, um, and yeah, I don't get ever, I was ever as productive um, as, as when I was in, Irving, and it any health the ward. Was just, yeah. <laughs> I think you could put an absolute idiot in there, and he'd still baptize It was, it, it, it was, it was that good. Um That's so, a great so analogy then, right there. <laughs> it, it, it was just, it was just the timing, and I count myself very blessed to have been serving there at that particular time. It was, it was absolute, absolutely brilliant. Um so I don't think anything else interesting or noteworthy that happened in there's loads of things that happened in Irving. Um but yeah, it was all all, all fun and games and all, all, all very good. Um and had had a lot of success. Then I so Kilgore left um after three months and I served with Elder Black. Yeah. And and I was I was really buzzing about this because uh myself and Elder Black served in the MTC together, really good friends, got on really, really well. Um but we were only together about three or four weeks. So we, mm. we didn't even survive the full transfer. So I obviously upset someone or something happened. <laughs> um so yeah we got a we've got a call out of the blue. President's like, oh the I'd like to move to uh Aberdeen. I'm like oh <laughs> great yeah um because <laughs> Everything was just on fire. We just still had more and more investigators referrals, flying. I'm with one of our best mates. Um, but yeah, then I, then I got moved to Aberdeen, and I was a little bit down in the doldrums trying to feel. When I when I was in Elgin, I'd, I'd been out. With you, I thought Aberdeen was great, but now
0: I'd seen Irving, I was a bit
1: like,
2: Oof.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure President but, Frederick was like, all right, Elder Shenton take this fire to Aberdeen. yeah,
1: yeah that, that must <laughs> that must be what it is unfortunately i wasn't able to recapture it uh completely but um now aberdeen was again it's a fantastic word i mean you, you serve this you know you know all too well um what i loved about aberdeen is uh, i found it was the easiest area to gq in everyone oh, yeah. wanted, everyone wanted to speak to you it was just <laughs> so easy to just walk down the street and oh you're all right how are you doing? okay that's another new investigator. Mm-hmm. It was it was so so easy to find people. Um so I served with Elder McCabe. Okay. Um got on well with Elder McCabe. Um actually that's that's quite a funny story so. so Elder McCabe when I arrived there um I believe he'd from what I gather, I think he'd given someone a blessing and fainted in the hospital like the day before I got there. Oh, um, and he was telling me that he had some kind of like cyst on his his bum or something. I can't remember what it was, but uh-huh. th- this thing is is writhing around in pain in the middle of the night. So I was like, "Oh, oh crap! Let's let's go to the hospital." So he went to the hospital and they um, they checked him in. So I was a bit like, I was a bit like, "Oh, crap! Um, <laughs> jeez <laughs> uh, I better just find out what what's happening here." So I think I ended up staying there. And then the next day was Sunday. So I'm going, to the, I'm going to the church. I have no idea who anyone is. My companion's not there. So I think I, I ended up, <laughs> no, it was state conference. It was state conference it was. So I went there with Elder Nay and Elder, I feel bad, whoever his companion was. It might have been Elder Church from from B to head at the time. So I Thank went you. there and Elder Nay's going to it. It's like, well, that's your recent convert he's, he's just been baptized oh they're in your world so it was just <laughs> really strange that you're there your first sunday and you've got no idea who anyone is and you'd have people walking up to you and say oh are you are you older mccabe's companion where is he type of thing and yeah that, <laughs> that was really weird but i believe what happened is with this cyst he kind of just rolled over and it it burst so oh all of a sudden it was like they just like oh you're all right. And then they just dressed it up and carried on as, as normal. So, um, but yeah, that, that was a really strange start to a transfer as well as me already being quite, I was quite grumpy to be honest with you at that point. I was, still a bit, <laughs> I, I was spitting chips because I'd been moved away from Earth in a bit like a spoiled child. But um, it didn't last too long, maybe a, a day or so. Um, and then I started to enjoy Aberdeen um enjoy the people we had um a really good group we had the sister missionaries at the time um sister powell and sister wellington got on really 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 well with them um in the ward um i was only in aberdeen for (laughs) one and a little bit transfer so i was either with black for three four weeks so halfway through the transfer that moved me across um when I got to Aberdeen they just baptized um a chap called Raymond Murray who was brilliant you probably you may have did you teach him yeah
0: I met him um because I was with Peacock um, yeah he was he was my last companion in Aberdeen and so I did meet Raymond but at the time I think it was his father-in-law who was a member that was like hey he's he's wants to be taught not yet, and so I didn't get the opportunity to teach him. But I did meet Raymond, and then yeah. I heard everything from Peacock, where he was telling me about his progression and the things. And then, obviously, uh, James talked about his progression to the point where he was baptized when they were together, which was amazing.
1: Yeah, it's a great guy, really really nice guy. So I i, I, I replaced Peacock, so I'd done all this stuff while he was still in Aberdeen. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, but um, yeah, so he was great but aside from him there was nothing else happening in the area at all so you kind of were like oh so Raymond's baptized oh who else are we teaching no one uh, what are the leads we got no one so it was, <laughs> it, was it, it was really it was really strange because then it was like okay well we're going to do our member work but we're just going to GQ like crazy so I did loads and loads of GQ in um biggest regret of my mission was in Aberdeen actually so we um we gq'd this guy who was a baptist preacher and he'd been like three years through like preaching school um sat down we went we had the first lesson with him uh, and it went really really well really really spiritual um and, and it it came onto a discussion around baptism for the dead um he said well, why do you baptize people for the dead and we, we we showed him the scripture, explained kind of the plan of salvation a bit. Then he looked at us and said, yeah, my, my church doesn't teach that. Um, and uh, they really should do, shouldn't they? And we're like, yeah, they should do, because <laughs> it's true. Um, and that evening, we had a, another teaching point where we're going to show the restoration DVD. And I, I felt that I should leave the restoration DVD with this chap. And I was just like, no, no, I need it. I need it for my next teaching appointment. And I felt that impression again, but I didn't give it to him. I I kept it. Um, And then about the next day, he messaged me and said, thank you so much for everything that you've taught me. But I've just invested so much into my preaching. I've been studying for three years. I don't want to meet with you again. And for a while, it really ate me up and I thought, I've ignored the spirit there. And that's and it really, really, really irked me. Um, but we all make mistakes and it's it's what what can you do? Um
0: well we've so, yeah. all had those experiences though, right? Where you come across someone who is so invested in their own church, whether it was Church of Scotland, or you know, Catholic, yeah. Protestant, it doesn't matter. And anytime you speak to them, you could get because they're they are this close to the the spiritual truths that once you teach them those truths, they recognize it. Yeah. But then but then immediately they go, but oh, what about everything behind me? Like this is that pivot point, right? And sometimes, like you just said, it was the well, I've already invested so much in this that I can't step away from it now. And and it's unfortunate that some of those situations are that's their livelihood, right? and uh, exactly yeah (laughs) so but yeah yeah, we had many of those instances um where we taught people they felt the spirit they recognized what we were teaching them was truth and they just said i'd love to but you know (laughs) that statement i heard too many times but yeah i I i feel your pain i completely do
1: the other interesting thing that was happening about the time that i was um uh in aberdeen was um I, you've probably had loads of to talk about this I
2: guess.
1: I thinking uh, where you're going. How time have you had? Have you had many people talk about it?
0: Oh yeah, we've brought it up quite a bit because it was a fairly polarizing point in the mission. Where oh my yeah. goodness. Well, <clears throat>
1: like, I'm not I'm not going to sit on the fence because I've I've got quite a strong opinion on it. But what yeah, it was absolute car crash and tosh in my opinion. So, um, I was. I, I was at only time I remember going to the only the council where they were kind of discussing this, um, this concept, and thinking to myself, what, what, what's this all about? flipping egg, who's come up with this? <laughs> and, ex- and, and expecting everyone around me to be thinking the same thing, and they're all like, "Oh yeah, this is this is a great idea." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> what, what are these guys smoking? What what the what the hell is happening? Yeah. So so I I'm I'm speaking out one way and I'm like So they're kind of talking about um obedience brings blessings. I'm like, yeah, I, I obviously agree with that. And it's like, mm-hmm. um they talk about how we can kind of compel people to be obedient. Um and they the, they started giving examples of how they'd gone into people's flats and um Taken away all these things that were distracting them from being a good missionary, um, and then after you were discussing it with other zone leaders, thought, so, hey, "Yeah, we, we raided this flat and yeah, have a time," and uh, these types of things. And I was just like, i "Well, that's not me. I'm not. I'm not going to go around to someone's flat and take the stuff." And for me, whatever companion I was with, the most important thing was unity you had to get that unity so you could work together and hammer time would just take just kind of take that unity away um i i I don't want to dwell on it too much because it's it for me it's it's the it's the thing that put a bit of a black mark spoiled my mission to an extent because i just didn't like it i didn't Mm. i didn't see what it achieved um the mission was going through big changes at the time. So you had, you had hammer time. There was a lot of things about being bold. So I'm fine with being bold. But then there was a lot of push, pushing on back to baptizing um, and kind of extended invitations to be baptized really early and really quickly. And, it, and as I found out later, it resulted in kind of a, a slipping of standards for who was allowed to be baptized in, mm-hmm. in leadership circles so whilst the numbers were looking fantastic the substance behind the numbers maybe wasn't looking quite so fantastic yeah so um i was quite a vocal uh, opponent of hammer time should we say yeah so it was quite clear where i was what was going to happen to be uh, the next transfer <laughs> <laughs> um so i, I probably I still had quite a long time on a mission left at this point. I still had a, a good a good nine, nine and a half, ten months, something like I was only about halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I i ended up going to Motherwell, um, bank smack in the middle of the Glasgow zone with uh, a chap called Elder gardener Um and again, Elder gardener was a lot like um Elder Howard in a lot of ways. Okay. Similarly just Happiest, nicest, loveliest guy you would ever meet. I, I remember with Elder Gardner, six thirty in the morning would would the clock, the alarm clock would buzz. Hey,
2: I'm me, how the shits been?
1: Hooking me, start hooking me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing great. Just, <laughs> just, just kind of calm down. But um, <laughs> he he's someone I keep in contact with now because he, I felt I felt really protective of Gardner because he's just he's one of these just kind. Kind spirits. So when when I was in an era of Hammer Time, which was bullying the weak and um, kind of yeah, kind kind of going to people's flats, picking on um, people, uh, people like Gardner and kind of trying to uh, what should I say? There was a lot of stuff about like, hammer the pride out of them and stuff like that, and, and it was that kind of notion so i was very protective that um i didn't want him to be bullied uh by anyone but he 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 was lovely he was so nice such a good missionary as well he he was one of these that just from 6 30 in the morning till 9 30 at night it was just missionary work, missionary work missionary work um he would such an effective planner I, i'd kind of gone from being his own leader and, and doing most things to sitting back and and almost effectively being a junior companion i was obviously senior um in terms of age of the mission but he had it sorted he had the area area down in all his investigators he was doing everything right and i was just kind of sitting there and coaching him a little bit turning up to teaching appointments with him and i was like, oh this is great <laughs> it was a really fantastic transfer we had, we had a, a good teaching pool again um i was out of the spotlight of all this rubbish that was going on so i didn't have to be involved in kind of Going and smashing up people's chessboards and uh, breaking break whatever else was sort of burning pink and purple ties, whatever whatever was offending people with, with the spirit. Um, so I didn't have to do any of that. I, I got out before I had to inspect a, a single flat, um, and I was um, going through and just teaching those people. The other thing that was interesting is when I got to Motherwell. I started to realize uh, that Mystery work was done a little bit different in Glasgow because it was the, the birthplace of Hammer Time. So we had some really good numbers. And uh, I remember at the time, said, oh, who's this who's this person we got scheduled? And he was like, oh, yeah, this is this is so-and-so. Um, I said, oh, so when are they baptized? They're like, oh, well, they're living together. Um, they've just got to kind of move out from each other for about a week. And then we can baptize them. A week? Like, a week. Yeah, I was just like... Um,
0: oh my goodness.
1: I was like, "What? what's this rubbish? So, so there you've got a signed baptism certificate uh, interview all done, ready to go. And I was just like, that's a load of rubbish, mate. So I picked up the baptismal interview thing and I, I ripped it up and threw it in the bin. Um, and, and I was just like, I couldn't believe that that, that was going on. So... The other people I'm teaching were fine. To be fair to them, they were they were all all, all quite good. Um, we're teaching a chap called Willie Hart who got baptised. Really nice bloke, similar age to us. Just, just very stereotypical Scottish. So we yeah. got on really really well. I had the banter back and forth. Um, really really loved uh, loved serving with Gardner and and, and doing all that. Trying to think if anything else happened with with Gardner. It's just it was just a really easy again, it was only six weeks. I seemed to spend six weeks with almost everyone. (laughs) I had when I looked through, I had as many companions as I did transfers. Wow. Because I had had a few um like black for three weeks, for example. Um yeah, it was only six weeks. I was gutted that Gardner left because it was another one that we just worked really, really well together. Um Then I served with Elder, it was Tomlinson and Money, but I'm not sure which order it's in. Okay. I think think it was Elder Money next. So I knew Elder Money from his time in Invergordon, and we got on really, really well. Um, He didn't like a lot of people, and a lot of people didn't like him. But I really liked him. I found him really, really funny. He was kind of one of these that just... Whatever was on his mind, he would just say it. And he didn't care who was listening. (laughs) And I I thought that was great. Um, We'd gone on exchanges a few times. And I think he thought I was the bee's knees because we'd had a lot of success when we were GQing. And it was very much that with money, if, if you had a bit of fun and you had a bit of banter and joking with him, he would work. But Hammer Time was, I guess, for someone like money it was the worst thing that could possibly happen right because it would just start a fight with him so you'd go in you'd have someone telling him you can't have this you can't do this you can't do that you can't do that all these rules and then he just goes you know what well i'm not going to do any mystery work so off type of thing <laughs> um that, that, sounds, that sounds like him <laughs> yeah and, and, that, and that's kind of how his mission had from what i gather gone in pretty much every companionship so I found this out later, but apparently he'd requested to serve with me every single transfer for like a, for a long period. And then we got put together in Motherwell, Um, and it was, it was all right. Yeah. We got on, we got on well. Um, mm. we weren't as effective as me and Gardner were. Um, but we had success. We, we were teaching a lot of people. He was, he was up, he was out the flat every morning by 10 o'clock and he, he was, he did the work um hmm. so yeah it, it was good and on a personal level i i loved the entertainment from set set, spending every day without the money i was never one that took myself too seriously so when he, when he was saying stuff on the bus or whatever he was doing um he just just rolling with it and having fun and then just answering back and forth with with him it was it, it was great. It was a really entertaining, entertaining <laughs> transfer. Um, so I believe, I believe we didn't quite finish the full transfer. And although you're probably thinking it was our fault, the emergency transfer happened. It <laughs> genuinely wasn't.
2: Um,
1: I, I believe that. Then I, I think, I think it was money, and then Tomlinson. So Tomlinson came to serve with me for his last kind of six or seven weeks. Okay. So I, so I had money. Then I had Tomlinson still in Motherwell. So I only had, had five companions in Motherwell. Wow. And I was there for five transfers. So so I had Tomlinson. Um Tomlinson for the last six weeks. So he he was really trunky. Um <laughs> I, I'm sure you would have known known Tomo in Aberdeen. Um, so, <laughs> he so, was trunky yeah, then. Yeah, so so last oh, six weeks. He was really, really trunky. So <laughs> We we kind of made a deal. I'd, I'd been his district leader in uh, Pollock. We had a really good relationship. We got on really well. And I kind of said to Tom, I said, "I know you're trunky as hell, mate. Um, as long as you're out the flat by ten o'clock, do what you want in the morning, type of thing." So, didn't have a companion to do that. I hadn't had too many with money, to be honest with you. Um, but he was out the flat every day by ten o'clock. Um, and again really liked the guy had a lot of fun um, mm-hmm. we taught a few we, we were still teaching quite a few people i think i ended up having about seven, six seven baptisms in in motherwell and i think me and wow. Tommy baptized me and money baptized um so it was the mystery where it was still going well i do remember one time where we were teaching a first lesson um, and I'm uh, talking, uh, God is out of heavenly father. And then you, you look at Tom, Tom, to start teaching his principal and he's there just like staring out the window <laughs> and he's just like, I'll teach the next principal then. And then, then you give him the chance again and he's still just staring. Then after the lesson, he goes to be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I was just, just thinking about home. <laughs> 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 but, um, no, <laughs> One one other thing that they started doing um, that was quite a funny thing with me and me and Tomlinson is they started it, initially it was kind of distributing cars almost based on your performance.
0: Yeah, I heard that. Yeah,
1: yep. And then it got to the stage where they try and. Secretly take your car away from you, even if you had better numbers than other people. So it'd be kind of like saying, "Well, you started from this high point, but this this companionship here in the centre of Glasgow had nothing. Now they've got one investigator, so we should think they should have a car, or whatever criteria they came up with. It was, it was more it was more probably like we don't like Shenton, we don't like Tomo, so uh, I want to give it to my mate. Um, so because we, I think we'd got three people scheduled at seven people at church or something like that. We're like, oh, they've got to give us a car. So they gave us a car, but they said, because there's not enough cars, you can only have it for this day. And Tomo crashed the car <laughs> on on that day. Um so someone someone went to over I still think it's probably technically his fault, but the church never paid out. Um someone went to overtake and the Tomo went to overtake him for the him and, and they crashed. So oh, we had to, we had to take the car in to get it repaired. Um, and then they gave us a courtesy car, and me and Tom were like, "We're fed up and not having a car. Our numbers are smashing everyone else in this zone, and they're still not giving us a car." So we um we rang up the office and said, "Yeah, we've got this courtesy car. Uh, Elder Tomlinson's the name driver on it, unfortunately. So, um, so we've we've got to keep this car while it's in." And they're like, "Oh, okay." So we had this this Vauxhall Vectra, but it, it ended up being about four weeks. Oh wow! And it was. It was great. Um, he was it was a lot happier driving than he was walking, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, so he <laughs> hated, hated running for buses, hated walking. Yeah, we had this car, had a lot of fun, carried on doing some work. And then, then he went home and I served with Elder Stoddard. Yeah. Stoddard, great guy, really, really good guy. Breath of fresh air, to be honest with you. So I think, I think ironically, they may be district leader again at this point, which was, which was very bizarre because um, they, were, they were asking me to do things that I just kind of just ignored them. Um, so yeah, I was made district leader. and I, I, think, I think the reason they're made me district leader is because they kind of loaded my zone my district with people who were of a similar um, school of thought to myself. So there's like elder Ney, um, some really good elder Adams, elder Cahoney. So, some really good guys in there um <laughs> but yeah they've got to the point at this at this stage where you had um they wanted all the leaders to do uh, report what all of their companionships were going to be doing in the next two hours or three hours or something like that so you'd have to call the there's only uh, 10 o'clock, one o'clock, four o'clock, and then in the evening or some something along those lines. Something ludicrous. I mean, there wasn't much leadership going on. It was micromanagement. This was yeah. another another product of it. So you'd have all this going on, and I I just didn't ever bother calling, um, <laughs> and I, I didn't I didn't ever bother expecting my companionship to call either. Um, and when they kind of called up, said sorry, too busy doing mystery work or all that type of thing, so. Ironically they kept me on as differently with the two moves as well, doing this doing this stuff. Um, but in Motherwell I guess I guess I was still kind of getting the numbers, which is what they wanted. Um and a lot of the so called problem missionaries were happy because I was I was the leader. So there wasn't too much back and forth fighting between a lot of a lot of the leaders were petrified of it, like a had to kind of throw them out a window or something. <laughs> so um I guess because I was his mate, there wasn't really too much uh, too much worrying about that. Uh, but yes, yeah, Stoddard was fantastic, um, just really good missionary. Um, w- we just worked really well, nice companion studies, um, had a lot of success. I think we had a few baptisms that transfer as well. Um, and I was sure when Elder Stoddard was there, I was like, oh, great, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving Motherwell. I've been here for ages um but no elder started left after six weeks um and I trained this the first time I was training ironically so I was thinking why on earth are they letting me train as well um I'm, I'm not on board with all this stuff that's happening um I'm district leader and now they're letting me train um and I trained a chap called elder Yates um unfortunately he's he's passed away um oh. elder Yates. so yeah really really sad news i think he passed away a few years ago really? um yeah but such such a funny guy such a funny funny kid um he he was from idaho um he came into the mission um and i think when president frederick introduced them at uh, the, the the greenies he's like oh, elder shenton really successful baptizes mm-hmm. everywhere blah 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 and he's like oh you're the man He didn't say anything about any other missionaries like you must be way better than them <laughs> like think. And that's just like i was like, well well yeah <laughs> just kind of uh, just went with it um uh, he was from I, I remember him telling me that he was slightly deaf uh, he had some like farm equipment blow up in his ear or something hmm. so he he'd always talk Loudly, a bit more loudly than everyone else, he couldn't hear, him, hear himself. And he was another one who just didn't care what anyone thought about him. And he'd call a spade a spade. He was, he was straight down the line. So, so all the all the leaders came over and started trying to hammer him um at the beginning. And he's just like Shenton, what's all this crap about? And I'm like, I don't know, mate. You've got it for two years. So good luck. Um, but he just didn't care. He just he just start Calling them out on it saying stuff about them really loudly um <laughs> i'm not sure how his mission went but i'd imagine he had a hard two years um ironically i know that when my when my brother went to the mission he said that ldh was like the first person to come running over to him he was like, oh Shed,
2: how how you doing That's
1: um cool. but he was one who was just Straight down the line, he he wanted to be there. He wanted to do the work. He just didn't want any of the politics, any of the telling him that he couldn't wear a purple tie, couldn't wear a pink tie, couldn't. I know what whatever was the flavour of month for being offensive to the spirit at that particular time. (laughs) Um. So yeah, we we had six weeks together, and then actually, Motherwell. I'm doing it a disservice because what an area. fantastic ward ward mission leader there craig mitchell brilliant 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 guy nothing was ever too much trouble he he'd do everything for you he'd, 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 he lived in the middle of nowhere so he'd go over and see him and he'd, he'd like oh, i've got my brother's son down the road who would teach and i've got this referral i've got this and it, nothing was too much um and there were so many great members in that area we were fed really well, looked after really well if you ever needed joint seats, not a problem um records there was just so many good good people in that ward who would who would help you out um that was fun there's 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 a lady who'd always pray play like, pranks on every new mystery who would come in come in as well, which was quite um quite entertaining pretend to be some kind of um witch and do some ritual and then chase you out the door so that was quite. <laughs> quite fun because she did it with every single missionary that i was i was with so seeing the reaction of of each of them was quite entertaining another another funny story about yates that that will make you uh, make you laugh so um obviously when you have a green you've got to do at least one prank on them Mm um so we went to the chip shop um and he said i want to order something really scottish i said oh you need to order something called a i said you can have a haggis but I'd recommend a jobby supper <laughs> so
2: he,
1: he, he went up to the counter he's like oh can I have a can I have a jobby supper and the guy's like yeah, yeah good one mate and he's like, he's like he's like no I want a jobby supper can you get me one now <laughs> and um the guy goes was like well if you, if you hang on a minute mate I'll just go out the back and make you one <laughs> um, and at that point I was like I better just step in and explain explain what it is but um no, that 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 made my day when <laughs> it was going. It, it's properly properly going at the guy and getting angry at him for not having one. That's um, all so it is. It, There's a few things with with Apes that that we did that were, were fun. Um, and then so, but well, then I had my last my last two transfers were in Edinburgh, so I got moved to Edinburgh. I was with a, a chap called Elder Bear, but only for like only for a, a day or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was with Elder Money again. So uh, I think me, me, Bear and Money were there for like uh, two days together. And I was with Bear for like two days before that. Um, and then it was just me and Money for like the last three months. But we went into this area in Edinburgh and oh, I, if I thought Pollock was dead, I mean, what the hell have these guys been doing the last transfer? Nothing, nothing was happening at all. It was <laughs> a, a joke. you looked in the area book and you were like, it, it was a fairly new area that opened up. Uh, was, the only thing that was there was the, these numbers that they were reporting, and you were like, well, where are the names to these numbers? Uh, what, what's going on? So, oh yeah. Uh, so, we looked in there, there was, there was like no teaching record. Um, There's a couple of potential investigators. Um so yeah, it was completely dead. That that transfer with Elder Money was absolutely brilliant. I've never seen him so motivated. Um so the first six weeks, um he was he was up for it. He was really, really up for it. It like, Oh Shenton, I'm so pleased to be back with you. Um he just had since he'd left me, he'd just gone from companion to companion that they'd all hated each other and like um, is really really down really depressed um and as I say we got on really really well so we just kind of it was almost like i think for him it felt like it's this protective bubble from hammer time from conflict um from from all the crap that was going on so um we uh, we the first six weeks we literally did so much door knocking gqing all kinds of things. By the end of the transfer, we had about seven people that were coming to church. So we were really, really, things were going great. Um, At the time it was in Edinburgh, there was loads of missionaries there, but you could teach whoever you wanted. There wasn't really any areas, any boundaries. Hmm. Um, So for my last six weeks, they changed the rules. So it ended up going from, you could teach wherever you want to, oh, you're allowed to teach people in your area. So they gave us this area and guess what? None of our he took investigators
0: all you, he took, all in, your took
1: all of our people. So was oh, like, I was like, this sucks. And money's, money's raging. He's like, we're going to burn these people down. So he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's spitting chips. I'm, I'm annoyed. I don't think I've only got six weeks to go. I don't really <laughs> yeah. care. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was fun time. So uh, one funny story that you were like, actually. So the transfer, when we got seven people to church, we kept having to listen for, 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 for months and months to these skills about telling us how, how effective they could be as missionaries. It was all, all hogwash. So they, they told us, uh, stuff like, we've all got these assigned members and, and they'd give you commitments like you need to call all of your members on a Sunday, uh, the Sunday before and say, who are you going to bring to church? Who are you going to bring to church and challenge them boldly? So you'd ring around, well, we, we wouldn't, we just wouldn't do it um but everyone else would ring around these these members and kind of call them out like saying oh you need to bring them to church you, you've not got enough faith and like really come down on these members so they asked us to do a skill about how we got so many people at church so me and money just had a, a field day with this we just said well the last commitment that you gave us you told us to ring them one time on a sunday and we thought no we live in the higher law so we rang them three times <laughs> so so ring up all our members three times before Sunday and then we were obviously blessed to get all these people at church. So expect expect them to be like, oh no, that's a stupid idea. The district leader was like, I'd like you all to do that this 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 Saturday. It's like this is a commitment for the whole district. And we're just like, what what are these guys on? This is, this is how far hammer time had, had come. Everyone had been like completely stripped of any common sense. So, uh, we the other thing is as well, when we we're in Edinburgh, because all the other missionaries were doing stuff like this, we started getting more and more dinner appointments with members that weren't our members. So, we're over at this member's house and <laughs> it is there, and, it, and his, his wife picks up the phone and, um, passes, and he says, Who is it? It's like, oh, it's out this so and so. It's like, What the hell is he calling me again for? It's absolutely, absolutely losing the plot. And we're just sitting there, like, laughing our head off, thinking, <laughs> Can't believe these guys are actually doing this! Oh my um, god! But yeah, that that really really cracked me up. So that was that was all going on in Edinburgh. I found I found Edinburgh really difficult because by this stage of my mission, I was quite, I was ready to go home. I was I was so tired of hammer time, and there was there's a lot of stuff with um, because. Because missionaries spoke, leaders spoke a certain way to missionaries, they almost thought they had the divine right to speak to other people like that. So they started speaking to bishops, state presidents, other, other leaders in Scotland like that. Um, and it kind of, the relationship turned sour. Like when I, when I was in Glasgow, there was quite a few examples of bishops saying, well, you can't baptize him in my church. So they baptize him in a river or something. It, it, it was nuts and then my brother was telling me it escalated, uh, carried an And when he was there, I think it was some area in Dundee or around there, they um, ended up opening up the chapel at six o'clock in the morning to baptize this person um, without any the ward's knowledge or anything at all um, wow. and then it just completely soured relations like that, that ward didn't want missionaries and it, but you could see it. You could see it happen. You could see it coming in the way it was kind of uh, progressing because it was there's lots of numbers, lots of um, pushing, pushing for numbers, um, and it was all about kind of yeah. I've, I've hammered the pride out of that person. I've got them on board with missionary work, whether that's a leader. Whether and there was this kind of sense of yeah, by me kind of picking on them and hammering them hammered them into shape now they've been stripped of all the pride and they're, and they're willing to get on board with things so they talk about that for other other missionaries or for ward leaders um and it was really dangerous dangerous school of thought um and it progressed uh, what from what i'm told um from my brother is when the new mission president came and he just would just just lay the smack down on them a cleared house yeah um but yeah so edinburgh the last six weeks To be honest with you, we just uh, had a lot of fun. Um, We kind of played a lot of pranks on people who we weren't big fans of. Um, And (laughs) just, yeah, just just, just had fun for that last six weeks. We still did a lot of, ironically, because there's only so many pranks you can pull in a day. We still did a lot of um, uh, door knocking. Money absolutely loved door knocking the uni flats so we oh. used to go the uni flats knock 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 knock, knock all, all over them all the time and um yeah and uh, a fair bit of member work but that last six weeks when they've taken all the investigators from me um actually we, we baptized in edinburgh which uh, was quite we baptized so we were teaching this chap who was um nepalese and he barely understood what we were saying. Mm -hmm. So really nice guy, but it's kind of like Joe Smith, Joe Smith was was Joe Smith's type of thing. Um, So we were kind of teaching him and then we went on exchanges um, and the district leader um, committed him and scheduled him for baptism while we're there. He lived in a youth hostel. So I was kind of listening into the baptism interview just to kind of have a good laugh um and it was kind of like he'd asked the question and he'd like yeah Joseph Smith yes money Shenton they told me about this man do you believe that he's a prophet uh what is a prophet <laughs> <laughs> type, type of thing oh so then they then comes out and he's scheduled and money's like yeah I'll, I'll baptize him I'm not baptized yet. so he, he baptized him on uh, like a Sunday after but th- this was kind of consistently happening in the mission that there was a lot of a lot of these types about i mean he may have been ready if we'd have taught him for like six months solid yeah um, but this guy he, he, we'd probably been teaching him three or four weeks and his english wasn't great so he was baptized uh, I asked my brother just out of interest i said oh you ever seen this guy because he, he he served his first day was edinburgh my last day was edinburgh mm-hmm. so we served in the same area three months apart um, and he said, "No, no one's ha- ever heard them. No, nothing's happened." So you'd have these people that would come in, go, um, and, and I'd have been shocked if that's any different. Um, probably should end on some uplifting stories rather than uh, just slamming hammer time. So I'll, I'll go back to my favourite experience. My mission was um, when I was in Motherwell. Um, I think I think I was serving with Tom Linton um, it was when President Faust had passed away and we were all invited to the Glasgow uh, State Centre to um, kind of watch his funeral mm. so we're there we're there waiting at the bus stop this was obviously before Tom would crash the car or after we'd had to give the car back um, so we're waiting at the bus stop for this uh, to get there and first bus doesn't turn up, second bus doesn't turn up I'm, I'm getting raging because I I hate being late for things. It's one thing that drives me up. Um, then we get on the bus um, and, and we're going to be late. There's no two ways about it. Um, I give up my seat for some old lady because I'm a kind guy. Tomo stays sitting down because uh, he's thinking about home. <laughs> 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 but um, And then this, this lady says, oh, come and sit next to me. So I was like, great. I can sit next to someone, a captive audience. They can't get away um started just teaching her just going through talk about what we did etc 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 and she she just started saying oh yeah i i believe that and it was just fantastic uh fantastic experience we um we scheduled a teaching appointment um and it went from being like really really annoyed about me being late for President president's funeral the bus service not working whatever to being like yeah the lord the lord knows Knows the plan, he knows where we should be. Um, and it wasn't the smoothest route to Baptism, but she was baptized. So she, um, we had the first meeting and then she broke or lost her phone. So I was trying to contact her for a whole transfer and I just didn't get anywhere. And then um, we just turned up and she said, Oh, I've been praying that you guys are come back. Wow. And you were like, Fantastic. So we, we taught her. She got baptised, gave up smoking, just really just went for it. Um, then she, her daughter got baptised. I believe that after I, me and Yates left, she like gave the missionaries about five or six referrals and quite a few of them got baptised. I, can't remember, I was Speaking to someone, I can't remember who it was who said, oh yeah, Yvonne's great. Was like, We've just come in and she just kept giving us referrals. That was great. She even gave me some referrals in Edinburgh. Do you know some people in Edinburgh? So I got some. Help. Wow, that that was probably the the time on mission. I thought, yeah, that's that's great.
0: Really, really, really enjoyed that. Oh man, that's amazing. Yeah. So that, well, uh, that, the question that's I was going to, yeah, I was going to post you, you know, as we're kind of closing the door on your mission. Did you have any? good memorable experiences with the fredericks during your time on your mission
1: absolutely yeah um really enjoyed serving in edinburgh because you got to be closer to the fredericks um really really loved uh, sister fredericks when i was there so edinburgh is really difficult to get anyone to come and teach with you because there's loads of missionaries almost as many missionaries as there are members Also, so it seems right And um, so we used to ask sister frederick to come teaching with us um, and I don't think many other missionaries did. So she was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to go. Um, so she came with us. Uh, we're teaching a, a family. Um, and she was brilliant. She used to sit next to them every week at church. Um, and when I remember when they, so this this family were teaching, they were scheduled for baptism. It was going really, really well. And then when they changed the areas, they got put up with another companionship. Um, she was like, oh, she to, when can I come teaching again? um and she's like i was like oh well you're gonna have to ask these missionaries because we're not allowed to teach them anymore she's like
2: oh who decided that
1: and she's like going off about it um but then obviously we didn't after a few weeks we didn't see them again i don't exactly know what happened but probably got uh, hammer timed um but yeah really really lovely couple um yeah Uh, i remember when he first arrived the mission took us all out for chinese um had lots of lots of good experiences with him lots of really good interviews with uh president frederick um where we could have real heart-to-heart so i've always been quite open with him um and he'd always kind of say yeah really respect what you're doing your, your areas are always successful um wherever wherever you go things happen mm. um and he'd, he'd talk about how obviously my opinions and the opinions of leadership didn't really align and it was it was quite um clear it wasn't a good idea for me to (laughs) stay around that so uh, but but yeah really really positive Uh, learned some things um he would always talk about um kind of when times are hard staying on staying on board staying on the boat staying clinging on um and that's been a a lesson that I've, i've taken through life obviously your testimony goes up it goes down it's it's never it's never a constant but when when the times are hard you like cling on stay on the boat don't give up um and that was the same as a mission when times were hard when i didn't agree with what was was going on you still just plow on do the work um so yeah that that was that was one really good lesson that, that i learned from, from that a lot of time for the, a lot of time for the man. Um, and and yeah, lovely couple. Um, so yeah. I
0: love that. Well, I got to give you props before we kind of wrap this up. Um, because again, like I had the opportunity to talk with, um, Chris Lewis, who Chris is, uh, sister Jane Lewis's younger brother. Okay. He came came into the mission in October of 08. So like probably about the same time your brother came in. Yeah. And, um, and he basically said, he's like, I got to the mission really excited to go there and have fun and to, you know, just enjoy my mission. And he got basically just lined up with his MTC group at the mission home and they picked him apart. Yeah, and so honestly, like the interesting thing that both myself and Jack have talked about quite a bit is seeing like the progress, the pro progress, yeah, the
1: prog the, pr-
0: the progression of Hammer Time and how that impacted the mission in so many different facets. You know, it wasn't just missionaries, like you talked about. It was polarizing to members it was polarizing to leadership and to the point where like you said more more and more leaderships didn't want to have missionaries in their wards because missionaries were doing what they felt was best as opposed to following direction of the bishop and the ward mission leader and everyone in between who have that jurisdiction over the area that they're serving in and so I I have a great deal of respect for the way that you handled it because, you know, Jack and I have both talked about this at length that if we were in the mission, when that happened, I probably would have come to blows with a few guys. There's, there's no doubt about it because if I had somebody come and pick me apart for things that were not the, the, the most necessary things, you know, missions are hard. And if, if I want to take a break and, play a board game or just kind of decompress a little bit so I can go out and be better the next time. I didn't see any problem with that. And at the same time, like in my own missionary experience, I felt like there was times where I was pretty hard on my companions. I mean, you can ask elder King, you can ask (laughs) Ross Ballack. I mean, you know, all of the, we had interesting situations. Dan Conway was the same where (sighs) We just had differences of opinion. And, but again, that was great for my learning experience. And truly, what the mission is about beyond baptizing and bringing people into the gospel, it was an opportunity to learn how to be a good priesthood holder and a good companion, i.e., with your future spouse. And, you know, all those different variables that i think got lost in the shuffle when hammer time got introduced and i appreciate you being honest about it because more than anything like that's what we have encouraged on this podcast there's some people that we've talked to that have connected with some of their past companions and said um these people so i don't want to go talk about that my mission was horrible i hated it and that's the problem it's i i believe and i don't want to kind of
1: poo poo people who created hammer time too much sure that they're, they're all nice people and i think that i really hope the concept started out innocently mm-hmm. um, I, i'll assume that it is but there's so many people that came home from the mission i felt deflated when i arrived back Yeah. I, I, from from how I was in Elgin to how I was in Edinburgh, I felt like a balloon that had kind of had all the life sucked out of me, and then had to rebuild my spirituality when I went home. So, th- there's there's going to be plenty of people that have got home and gone less active as a result of how they've been treated. There were so many yeah. people that went home early because they were bullied by by the trainer, mm-hmm. um, and it's just really sad, It's really really sad that it's yeah. it's it's happened. But it is well, what it is.
0: And one thing that we have invited people to do is come on and tell your story. And maybe it's an opportunity to vent the frustrations in a way that you've never been able to vent and tell your own personal side of stories. Cause like, like you said, you had a great relationship with Ryan money and he was a bit polarizing with other people. I thought Ryan was hilarious, but could I have been his companion? Probably not because he just had a different way about it, but that's okay. Like, I I never had a problem with him. I just, I always thought he was hilarious. And so those are the types of things though, that this is what this podcast is about is an opportunity to really share your true experience, share your spiritual moments and come to terms with the fact that no matter what, we're all brothers and sisters that serve together in a great land under the, the beautiful Scotland, Edinburgh mission. And, you know, this is just an opportunity to continue to be in touch with one another and catch up after near near twenty years for a lot of us. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yes, yeah, nuts. How how far it's gone, but then how everything
1: when when you start talking, it all just starts flooding back. I I'd not thought about
0: Hammer Time for oof, ten years. Uh, I'm sure you put it you put it right in the back and locked the yeah. cupboard and said see you later. And, and now it's just
1: I was like, oh yeah, and, that's, and this and this, but and then. And then also just so many positive, um, positive, positive things about which I don't want to dwell on that as a negative because the positives far, far, far outweigh the negative the negatives that, uh, time created.
0: Well, and like I said, in regards to you, you saw those moments of people bringing their jurisdiction on you and your companion. And you said, Yeah, I don't agree with it. However, I'm still going to go and do the work. And President Frederick recognized that and still had you in leadership and had you training missionaries and talked highly of you when he was around you. And honestly, like that's what the mission should be about. It doesn't matter, like, who's who, which zone leader you're kissing their rear end because you're doing the things that they want you to do. Go about your work doing the things that you know are going to bring people closer to Christ. Yeah. And I think, I think you exemplified that. So I pat you on the back for that. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. Well, just to close out, I mean, we've got a, a handful of really good missionaries that I want to talk to from your companionship list. You, t- you serve with some great missionaries. Oh yeah. Really? I have, I have been in touch with Ben Tomlinson and it's been a while. I need to get back in touch with him get him on the schedule. Is there anyone else from the mission outside of your companions that we've talked to or that we've talked about that you'd love to hear from that I can put on my hunting list?
1: Yeah, there's, there's got to be let's think. So I, I would have loved to hear from sister Siegmiller, which I, I believe she's unfortunately passed away recently. So that's, she that's what
0: she said. did. He, yeah.
1: We found that out this last year. I'd like to hear from sister lion, uh, her okay. companion. Um, I'd love to hear from, Elder Lynch, Elder Will Coxon, found those two really fun to be around. Um, I think Elder Nay's already been on, so I need to catch his podcast.
0: Yeah, Elder um, Nay has been on. You're right. I'd
1: love to hear from Elder Black, uh, but I think you you may struggle with that. Um,
0: are you are you still in touch with him at all?
1: No, I've not heard from him for years. I I, I used to speak to his brother, um, and I believe he's he's not a big fan of the church at all so um yes yeah, so i spoke to his brother quite a bit for a
0: while um well if you can I, reconnect with him oh
1: yeah I'll, I'll you know, we'd, I'll, I'll we'd,
0: we'd love we'd love to talk with him i mean i spent some time around brian in the mission he was a great great missionary so i really enjoyed him
1: yeah I, i'm also reaching out to elder ford do you remember Elder jason Ford? yeah jason uh-huh yeah so uh, i I work around his brother. So I've I've, I've asked uh, if he'd be interested in coming on the podcast. Cause I think he'd, he'd have some unique experiences to share.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. When I so reached yeah. out to Jason, I, t- I said, Hey, I'd love to have you on the podcast. And he was like, that's nah, not my thing. And I said, we'll see. <laughs> so keep working it would be on
1: be it. Nice, it'd be really nice to get, um, experiences from people who, who maybe don't come to church for whatever reason now, just to, yeah, to kind of see how that's progressed and see and see how they feel about their mission right now. Um, mm-hmm. if you want a really, really entertaining one, um, elder money is the man to speak to.
0: Oh, he's I would love s- to have Ryan on. Yeah. He's
1: had such an interest in life after his mission as well. I, I'm still in contact with, with him. Yeah. Um, and, and he will give you a whole host of ammunition about Hammer time his experience, His <laughs> mission was, one long fight, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I understand that. My goodness.
1: Yeah, I, would, I, I think that's that's me. I know I've left. Uh, I'd like to have out Alda as well.
0: He's um, on the he's on the future schedule. He, he's on the list. He was is yeah, a fun he, guy. Yeah.
1: Uh, Elder Humphreys. Yeah, Leo. Yeah, St- Stephen Gardner would be a good one to get as well. Okay. Um, who obviously I served with, he he he'd have had a longer time with Hammer Time, um, but he's probably too nice to say anything negative. To be honest with you,
0: <laughs> maybe we can get Stephen and Jason Howard to come on together, and we can compare them. Oh, yeah, they're just yeah, they're just two two <laughs> such lovely, lovely
1: people. Uh, yeah. nice. it's a, they're an American and English version of each other.
0: Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> Well, good. Well, Jonathan, thank you again for making time to come out and, and share with us. It's It's been a pleasure to catch up with you again. I mean, it feels like yesterday that we were running around in in Aberdeen and, uh, you know, catching up and enjoying time with another. I, it's just crazy, like how time has kind of flown by and really like, um, I guess I went home by six, seven months into your mission. And yeah, you had a, you had an incredibly different experience beyond when I went home and so I just appreciate that you shared you were open and uh, but you accomplished great things so kudos to you, brother
1: no exactly it was it was a pleasure and I enjoyed enjoyed serving in your zone at the time as
0: well well good I hopefully I wasn't hammering you too much
1: <laughs> yeah it was it, it, you were you were very
0: nice sir, and leader leader <laughs> uh, love it well. I'll say goodnight to you. We'll certainly talk more soon, but I certainly love you. And if there's anything we can ever do for you, don't hesitate to reach out. No, perfect. Thank you for uh, for having me on. I've enjoyed it. All right, mate. Have a good night. See you, you Take soon. care. All right, cheers. Bye. bye. bye.